Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I am just so giddy and been smiling and squealing because I'm so excited to have one of my good friends on the podcast. She's never been on my podcast. She's more of a newer friend, but she just feels like an old friend to me, like a lifelong friend, but you've only known each other for several months. So anyway, we're going to tell a little bit of how we met, um, but also I want her to introduce herself as well. So welcome to the podcast, Georgia. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, we're both very giddy and just happy because our friendship is so from the Lord. And it's just, we just keep talking about how much of a gift it is because and I guess maybe this will lead into it, but you wanted me to tell a little bit about myself. Yes. I, um, I'm Georgia from Georgia, so I'm a real peach. Um, I played soccer my whole life, and that's really what the Lord used to build my character. Was just anytime you're on any sort of team, it is just character building. You know, working with other people, learning how to do it. Uh, sports is my thing. I love it. Well, aside from the Lord, and aside <laughs> from loving people dearly and deeply, and um. Yes. I, I don't even know beyond that. I love Jesus and I love people and I love sports. And other than that, give me a call. We'll talk. No, I'm just Ooh. kidding. <laughs> She's an awesome person to talk to. So honestly do that. Oh <laughs> uh, no. She, man, this girl has brought me just so, so much joy. Like we do love Jesus so, so much, but the ways I feel like our personalities bounce off of each other. is just a fun, I don't know, fun, you know, way to have a friendship. So I think I so too. It. I think Kayla helps me bring out the fun side of me because I can tend to be serious at times which she may even <laughs> laugh about that because she just brings out the fun side and honestly reminds me of my sister who would always bring out just like mm-hmm. the fun and the joy so it's it's so fun we're similar in some things and then not in others and I think those are the best types of friendships because yeah. we connect about some things and others were like oh yeah I didn't see it that way or you know hey you know <laughs> I'm never afraid to ask hard questions but always bringing the fun oh so. yeah that's true that's- so we met Yes. I almost want to tell this from my side. Do it. Okay. I love it. So we, unbeknownst to each other, applied to work. I was in a waiting season, believe it or not, <laughs> um, of what the Lord really had for me. And I had worked at Starbucks for a couple of years, wanted to transition back into serving. And so I had applied at a place I kind of felt good about. Fast forward, Kayla had applied at the same place too. We both got denied. Denied. And so then... <laughs> Um, fast forward to, we are both working at where we work now Mm -hmm. and I meet her a couple days and I'm still training and I meet her in the bathroom of all places. I was taking that little, little break during training. And I asked the Lord that night, I was like, does she know you? Does she know you? And it was either that night or the next night she showed up on my for you page (laughs) on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Kayla from work. So I proceed to like, okay, how do I tell her? But I don't want to tell her in front of everybody else because the restaurant industry is, I take very much an Esther approach. And I think you did too, of Mm -hmm. just trying to gain respect by how you work first by saying, oh my gosh, I love Jesus, you know, which we do. And we're not shy about it now, but at the beginning, we kind of wanted to 
um, develop some of those relationships first. But there's a time and a place for that, obviously, mm-hmm. of knowing and relying on the Lord there. But I go back to Real Silverware. She comes back with me. I was like, hey, so I got a funny story for you. And uh, she, I think that's probably where I would love for you to pick it up because you were like, just started dying laughing. You're like, no way. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And I think we were just in awe of the timing of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's when she first got to experience my face turn bright red too. <laughs> I wasn't so. going to expose you like that, but you can. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exposing my own. Okay. So. okay. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was crazy because I did come to this place. It was probably three weeks before you, a month or so, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere around there. And um, yeah, it it was a place where this was my first like ungodly environment to be in being homeschooled and you know, what up. Um, and so being there was pretty difficult. And so a few weeks prior to that, like I literally was praying like, Lord, you know, bring someone who does know you. And, um, you know, maybe someone's here that knows you that I don't know them yet, you know? And so it just was so cool to have met you at that point. But yeah. So when she told me, I, I was definitely freaking out. I was like, what? This is crazy. Um, but also it was really cool because I was in a waiting season in that point of my life because I had just gone through the breakup Mm -hmm. and literally the day that she came to me and told me the whole story was the day I was supposed to be flying out to um, meet my long distance boyfriend at the time. And so the Lord was just so kind to me because that day was hard anyway. And to have met her that day was just like a gift from the Lord and has continued to be a gift from the Lord. Like the stories we have from this (laughs) restaurant. Oh man. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. If you've worked in a restaurant industry, um, or in food service, you know, yes. um, you already know, like, we don't need to say anything beyond that. You already know, but it's just really sweet. And there's a, there's a pocket of believers at this, at this location, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just fun to do life and, and go love people who don't love Jesus and then come back to kind of a teammate in Christ in it, which has yeah. just been really, really sweet. I mean, even the other night you were holding me accountable, asking me about some things, which is just it's special so obviously obviously we like each other we're grateful obviously. feel like we've known each other for a lot longer yeah. and i am very honored to be on the podcast yeah. i'm a fan i'm yeah. a fan well hey i'm a fan of georgia's podcast and she talks <laughs> about sports and i never know what she's talking about but i'm like yeah i get excited with you i'm gonna let you plug that at the end okay fair warning we'll do but it. Um, we'll do it. yeah no she she makes amazing videos and podcasts <laughs> and it's awesome so Yes, but yeah, today we are talking about the lovely subject of waiting, um, and that was something the Lord pressed in my heart because I had a position that I applied for a few months ago, rejected from that, and Georgia was just this trusted friend that I could just share everything with and, and kind of vent to you, um, and then the more you just started talking and sharing your story too, it just was like, wow, we need to talk about this together, mm-hmm. um, and then mm-hmm. also this this podcast episode is actually really sweet to me because I don't have any questions, you know, set up. Yeah. And I even told Georgia that I was like, you know, I, I usually have things prepared and I don't. So this really is going to be a Holy Spirit led conversation and we'll see where it goes. So yeah. I'm excited. We're excited um, for you guys to just, we were talking about this before we press record of just for you guys to, you're just joining our conversation. This yeah. is kind of how we talk about it. This and I told was. her, I said, we haven't talked about waiting between the two of us really aside yeah. from like, Oh, I'm waiting for this, you know? Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's, uh, I don't know. Let's kind of just dive into maybe let's talk about like why waiting is a struggle in the first place. You know? Yeah. I think for me waiting and I'll be completely honest. This is, I laughed at myself this morning as I was getting ready. I'm thinking George is talking about waiting. I am a, <laughs> I fit right in with the microwave culture. Mm-hmm. Like so much so that like, I don't want to type out the specific time on the microwave. I want the, I just push the add 30 second button. Yep. Like that's me. 
I, my mom and I would have this thing that it was like things that take time are not a friend of mine because that's just like, if I write an autobiography someday, that's going to be the title of it. (laughs) And so I I think waiting has so many layers to why it's hard, Hmm. but I want the answers. I want the, the proof. I want, um, I want the blessing. We want the blessing right here, right now. And I mean, I'll, I'll reference this verse probably a couple of times, but in Proverbs, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm. but longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And I think just that first half, first half, excuse me, of hope being deferred, it just hurts because you're, you're waiting for something. And the longer you don't see it coming, there's doubt, there's wonder. And so I think for me, waiting is, waiting is one of the hardest things to do. It's hard because we just, we want what we want when we want it. I mean, our flesh takes over. So what would you say? Yeah. No, I think a big root of it too is, well, at least for me, I should say, is that this control factor. Mm. Um, And okay, why is the reason I want to be in control? Well, it's because I'm not trusting God. And that truly is that ultimate, you know, foundation of why waiting has been so hard for me. Because, you know, I look back on my seasons of waiting and my last recent one was pretty tough because you know, I, I was trying to figure out things in my own strength and being like, well, Lord, I don't trust you. So therefore I have to act out on my own. And the Lord just kept bringing me back to, okay, but you have to let go. You have to trust me. You mm-hmm. have to, mm-hmm. you know, let go of that control, rest in me and just wait. And so when you hear that, it's almost like you're in this place of the stubborn kid zone where you're like, oh, yeah. but mom, I don't want that, you know, cause you feel like, you know, what's best, but ultimately the Lord knows what's best. Right. And so, yeah, I, I just think that's why it's been discouraging for me at least because it is that letting go of control and it is trusting God and that surrender when you think you know what's best and being patient too. And I struggle with patience. So there's oh my a gosh, don't we all, I yeah. mean, just, just go to the grocery line at the store. We struggle with patience. And it's incredible that you brought up those words because the, you know, obedience, trust, surrender. I mean, I have trust tattooed on the inside of my forearm. I was telling her the story because I am a recovering control freak and will always be in recovery. And so for you to bring that, that up is beautiful mm-hmm. because that is it. I mean, we, we struggle as humans to want that autonomy, to want that. Um, I, I, we want it tangible, you know, waiting just takes it above us. Waiting takes it out of something we can't see because when you're waiting, you don't, you don't always see the puzzle pieces being put together that God's putting Mm. together for you. And we're visual people and we want to control, we want to put the puzzle pieces together. Like we got, we got a pretty good idea of how this is going to go. And he's like, yeah, but I, I'm like big picture puzzle. You're looking at a little piece of the puzzle and, yeah. you know, a little section of it. And yeah, I think control is a big thing for me too. Mm. It was great that you pointed that out. Cause <laughs> like, yeah, and that's why it's hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. 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 And I, I, like someone gave us this picture at Bible school a few months or a few years ago. Wow. Not a month ago, man, man, time flies by. We're getting up there. No. I know. No, literally. But, um, they were saying that like waiting definitely is kind of like this tapestry, kind of like what you were saying with the puzzle, but you know, someone is weaving together as this beautiful rug. And, you know, on one side, you just see all these threads and knots and everything is all mixed mm. up and you're like, what? No, that's gross. And then you flip it over and it's this beautiful design. And someone was describing that that's exactly what waiting and surrender is to the Lord is that, you know, you're so close to this moment that you're just like, okay, this looks disgusting. Like, where is this life going? But God is outside of time even, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he, he, obviously he knows the plans he has for us. Right. You know, so he sees way past this. So he looks on it and says, no, you know, I'm creating something here just trust me in this because we're so up close and personal, but he's mm-hmm. far and distant and can see the full view. So 
I don't know, just even like reflecting on that over the last few months has just been like, okay, Lord, I can trust you. And even in my own struggles of waiting, like realizing, you know, God does know what he's doing, I think is a big factor into it. And, you know, sometimes we're not going to know why God closed the door or why he had us wait or, you know, whatever. And sometimes he does reveal it to us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, thank you for making me wait. But yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think sometimes we see the why behind wait on this side of eternity. Sometimes we know mm-hmm. why we had to wait. Sometimes mm-hmm. it makes sense. And, you know, I've been through waiting seasons and the answer of, like, I had to turn down a job. The Lord told me to turn down a job. It was a couple months of not knowing why. And when you're in those months, you know, when you look back at it, you're like, God, that was a fraction of my life. But like, don't discount the fact that it's hard in the middle of it. I think so many mm-hmm. times we're like, oh, I'm in a waiting season. I'm just, you know, I'm waiting. It is hard. Like, don't be afraid to admit that it's hard and dive into obviously mm-hmm. what we're talking about now, why it's hard. But in those months, it was very painful because I was like, you just told me to turn down something that I thought was like an answer to a promise. Then to come find out later, that was a very big piece of the puzzle to another job I was going to have. Mm-hmm. Because I turned down that job, uh, you know, a family I was going to nanny for was like, Oh, wow. Your obedience there. I didn't know. I was just obeying because, because I don't, you don't have any other choice. You're like, yeah, okay, Lord, I'm, if I'm sick to my stomach mm-hmm. over this, and if your peace is telling me I need to say no, you know, sometimes we get those answers on this side of eternity of why. And sometimes we don't know yeah. until we're going to see him face to face and be like, oh yeah, now I, now I can see why mm-hmm. you made me wait or why that didn't work out. Or so I think that's also the thing to wrestle with too, is we want the why behind the weight and mm. there's like big picture ideas to it, but sometimes we get that tangible answer and sometimes it's, ah, you'll wait and you'll see it in eternity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what we were talking about too prior to this is um, we both had written down on our notes of the story of Lazarus and I don't know why, but I just, I really want to talk about that actually right yeah, now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, just because I don't know, I, I have to put myself mentally in the place that Lazarus was well I should say the people in his life were you know and seeing that okay like for for Mary Martha like our brother has died right Mm -hmm. being in that place of okay well Jesus said he would be here he is our friend like Jesus was a very close friend to them and yet he's not here and yet he's over here taking care of other people and I think that's oftentimes we feel in our own times of waiting that God is taking care of someone else and God cares more about their life than he does mine because Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here and nothing's happening. Right. You know, and you see the good of like, okay, this could be a possible good situation or good person or whatever. Um, but just trusting that like, no, like, you know, once again, even though I can't see what's going on, like God knows what he's doing, but yeah. So I don't know. Let's just talk about even that story of Lazarus. Yeah. And the verse that really stands out to me. So I looked at it Obviously, it pops up a couple places in the Gospels, but John is where I looked at it this morning. In John eleven six. so when he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed there two more days. And as someone who has always struggled with waiting, that verse almost feels like a sucker punch to me. If mm. I put myself in that place of like, okay, so my flesh, right, has that moment of response. And I think that's real. You know, y- your flesh response is real. Of like, Oh, so he heard he was sick or that he just stayed two more days. But if you follow, it happened so they could believe. Mm. And I think this is so important because, and and I'm so grateful we have these type of things. Like this was put in the word, you know, like (laughs) we get to know this. It was, it was Jesus. Look at Jesus. Like if we look at any human, any human that would have waited two days, we'd have been like, geez, but it's Jesus. Mm. 
but Jesus. And if we focus on who God is, that's where this whole, that's where this whole thing comes from. It's like, okay, who God is. All right. If God's going to wait two days, God knows what he's doing. Mm. God's going to wait two years. God knows what he's doing. But you can only get to that place by knowing who God is. And even Mary and Martha knew Jesus and still grieved it and still were sad. And so let that be an encouragement to us of like, yeah, yeah, no wonder we feel the way we do. We're not even with him right here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being right here with us. But, you know, Jesus is not even right here in the flesh. Of course, we're going to wrestle with that. Mm -hmm. But when I see that, I'm like, and and you can follow up talking about the, the belief but it's, it's for a purpose and we see it and what an even greater miracle that he waited the two days. And then he said, you know, Lazarus come back, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my like two cents on it. At first, it's just a sucker punch, but then to see, but Jesus, but it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's always more to the story. That's so good. Yeah. And I, I, as you were talking, I realized too, like, I think a lot of Christians, I've been guilty of this, but a lot of Christians have this mentality of, okay, well, if I wait on the Lord, you know, and I'm trusting in Mm. him and having that surrender, like, then of course he's going to give it to me. Like it says, God gives us the desires of our hearts when we delight in him. And I think realizing too, that even though you may wait and you may wait faithfully, that doesn't mean the desires of your heart are going to be granted in the way that you wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think then a lot of people have that mentality too. Well, then God's not trustworthy or God's not good. And it's like, no, you just don't know what's happening on the behind scenes that yes, he did close a door or had you wait longer or whatever. And yeah, that stings. And that's valid for you to feel that. But like, God knows what he's doing. Therefore, like his goodness is Mm -hmm. is crazy in that moment. Right. And I just, I see that in the story of, of Lazarus, you know, and, and just wondering, like, I bet even that was the perspective of Mary Martha, you know, having that attitude, but Jesus, like you said, you know, and I don't know, just giving yourself grace in those moments too of waiting because it is a struggle and it is hard. And and you've talked a lot about that. And yeah, Yeah. so I just, I loved all that you shared. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it just goes back to, and and I will probably say this till the cows come home, (laughs) but I will probably forever say it's about the knowledge of God. Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer is so near and dear to my heart, um, as is knowing God by J.I. Packer, but really having such a root of who God is. Mm -hmm. And I think so much, and this is, you know, part of what it looks like to wait well, but I think so much of it is looking at who Jesus is because we want to look at circumstances or what he's doing or what we perceive he's doing or what we perceive he's not doing instead of who are you? Mm. Who's your care? What's your character? Mm-hmm. Like, are you know, are you kind? Yes, he is kind. Are you compassionate? Yes. Are you just? Yes. Will you refine me because I've asked you to? Yeah. Yes. Will it be painful? Yes. And this is something he is, he told me recently. I didn't even think I was going to bring this up, but mm. um, he, his timing is perfect, but it's not painless. And I think I always equated perfect timing with painless timing. Mm. And that's not necessarily true because for us to look more like Jesus, it's going to be a little painful. We're human. He has some, you know, we always had that, I always grew up with that image of him chipping away a diamond, right? I'm like, sure, I'll think of myself as a diamond. Um, You know, that's, that's painful. That's hard, hard work. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be challenging, but the perfect timing and just remembering when he does it remembering the timing of, I think about the little stones, you know, 12 stones, you know, putting those stones down or keeping those things of, wow, you, you brought me out here 
you did it once, you'll do it again. Maybe not the way I want you to. That's that we were talking about that song that weighed on you by yeah. Maverick City Music that I love. It's like it may I believe because you said it. Because you said it, I'll believe, but it just may not happen the way I see. Beca- mm. And thank goodness it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Yep. I'm so glad I'm not running the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something I wrote down too is just how can you wait on someone if you don't know who they mm. are? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how can you even surrender? How can you even trust if you don't know who this person is? And so knowing God's character is so vital with exactly what you just shared, you know, know that yes, he's merciful and he does show justice, but he's so kind. He's so caring. Mm-hmm. He, he does it out of love towards us and, and seeing us in our brokenness and he gives compassion. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me think of that, um, the quote by Corey Ten Boone, I think it was when she was like saying, um, what is it? We can trust a known God to an unknown future or something like that. We can trust an unknown, unknown future, future to a known God. There you go. There yeah, you there go. we go. Um, so, yeah. So, it just, that quote has always been inspiring to me because, like, our futures, yes, they are unknown. And that's what drives us as control people, mm-hmm. you know, out of the waters. It's like, hold up. I need to know. Right. But realizing, like, no, we can trust this unknown future to a known God. But how are you going to know him without even studying his word or spending that time with him? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate that you brought that up. That's yeah. Good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I think another verse um, that was really beautiful has just been really encouraging to me over the last few years. Actually, two of them is um, Isaiah 40, 31, where it says, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings like eagles. They shall not run or they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Um, and that verse has just been always encouraging to me that even when I feel faint or when it is hard to wait on the Lord, um, he renews my strength, you know, and mm-hmm. he has us mount up on the wings of eagles. Um, but also Psalm 27, 13 through 14, which says, I remain confident of this. I love the word confident. Oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Of like, I will see of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Like confidence, be strong, mm-hmm. take heart. Like all of those words are so on purpose in the word of God and so powerful. And so, yeah. And they speak to the fact that it's going to be hard. Take heart. Yeah. It's not. And I, and I think I've, I've run into this and some, some new believer friends that I have of like, the Bible is so beautiful and so timeless that like this was written how many years ago yeah. and it's saying, take heart. Oh my gosh. He knew they knew he mm. knew it's going to be hard. Take heart, wait on the Lord have courage, wait on the Lord. And I wrote down Psalm 27 is near to my heart. It was one of my grandfather's favorites. Um, but I wrote down the Isaiah 40, 31 as well. And I think it's just so much of like, that's the waiting forces us out of us and it forces us into him. It forces mm-hmm. dependence. It forces surrender. And when the dependence and surrender come, then he can give us strength because if we're trying to do everything with our strength and our might, and I want to make the decision, I want to make the phone call. I want to do this. It's like, Hey, well, I don't get to pull any of my God cards. I don't get to use any of my strengths because mm. you're doing it all and it's going to fall short. But when we wait on the Lord, it gives up what any of our ideas are and he gets to come in with his strength. Mm. Like our strength is renewed because it's his strength in us, not our strength. <laughs> so good. I'm snapping over here. I'm like, yes, but it, oh, it's so true. And something that you just said too of, um, you know, when you, when you are taking that step back, when you are waiting, I don't know how you phrased it a second ago, Dory brain, but basically the sense of like, yeah, the God card, like you don't get to use your God card if you are living in that spot. I love that. 
And I think about that in so many of my areas in my life in the past where I've been like, because of control, because of not trusting God, I've taken that spot, right? But in that, I haven't been able to see God's God's heart, God's character. Mm -hmm. But how much more beautiful it is when you do let go. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's scary. But you can look back and be like, oh my gosh, only God could have written that story. Right. right. Hey, he's, so cool. he's so good. And I was telling some crazy stuff has happened to start the year. Some last minute job opportunities. I've flown all over the place. It's been kind of chaotic. And I just told my mom, I said, it is so much better when he writes it. Mm. And when you have those moments, don't forget about the fact that you had those moments of crying and wondering why and, you know, talking to friends and processing and you know, to go back to that Psalm of like hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You're going to be in one of those places and the person next to you is going to be in another place and just realizing like, okay, you may be in a longing fulfilled season and I may be in a hope deferred season, mm-hmm. but we know, we know the other's coming. It's that's how this, this journey with the Lord is like, you, you know, you wait and then you see, you know, promises fulfilled and you wait and you see promises fulfilled. And it's just so much better when he writes it and not forgetting where he's brought you from. Like, remember, Oh Israel, what I've done for you. Remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just his God card. So good. It's good. I, I try like and grab that. it sometime, but thankfully he doesn't <laughs> let me have it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine how our lives would be if oh, we had gosh. control. Oh, gosh. Be a disaster. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I, I love, love all of that you've shared and um, just, yeah, your heart too to just trust God is so so beautiful, and um, it's gonna be weird for you, but I would love for you to like plug your your things here on this episode because yes. this actually is a part two where we're gonna talk more about waiting in the next episode, but more so of like how to wait well and what yeah. that looks like. So, um, oh yeah. sure. So yes, my um my love is sports, and I love to teach, and so the Lord kind of gave me a dream to bridge the gap, if you will, between um. I'm the nerd that can turn on ESPN and know exactly what's going on. And then some people are like, I don't know if that were a football term or a baseball term. So my account is called catching up with peach because I'm Georgia from Georgia. And so I have been trying to get a couple of videos a week and it's kind of a short and sweet podcast right now of these are the high points of what's going on. And wherever you fall on the sports spectrum, whether you are a diehard fan or whether you maybe you're dating someone who cares about something, or maybe you're interested in someone or, you know, your son or, you know, your mom or your dad, whatever. My goal is to just make sports a little bit more approachable. Mm. And so primarily on Instagram, but I'm on Spotify and Apple podcasts, catching up with peach every Thursday morning. Got a little update for you. Come on. Oh yeah. It's fun. Her reels too. They're fun. (laughs) I love it. So um, I'll make sure to tag her account. You guys check her out. DM her too. She is a woman of wisdom. So if you want to reach out to her and be like, Georgia, I need help with this. I'm sorry, but I'm volunteering you now. (laughs) Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Bring it on. She loves people. It's really beautiful. It's fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks Georgia for joining. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So fun. We'll talk to you guys next week. Come back for part two. (laughs) 